the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Good news on the education front. The National Association of School Boards continues to lose members over its letter labeling parents domestic terrorists. And Ohio has joined the groundswell of other states that have withdrawn. That's where we begin a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. Glad to have you along. And uh, still basking in the glow of Sunday night's American Leadership Forum at Genoa Church. Uh, Their... Were some bold statements made. I knew one would become the focal point of that evening, and indeed it has in the aftermath of the retelling Josh Mandel's statement that the election was stolen from Donald Trump has uh, brought him right where he likes to be, center stage and under attack from the liberal media. I think that was an unwise statement for Josh Mandel to make. It's one of the reasons why I have questions about whether or not he could actually win the Senate seat in Ohio, though I think he's probably generally acknowledged as the leader in the polls right now. We will get to all of that. There was a shooting this morning in Columbus that uh, added another murder to the roles of our city. We have to be perilously close now to matching, or it's inevitable we will exceed last year's total of 175 homicides. Uh, Our friend from Salem Media, Hugh Hewitt, was in town to moderate the debate, and I had the pleasure of spending some time with Hugh on Sunday and asked him about his evening on Saturday and he was staying at a hotel at Polaris and he said I walked over to this beautiful mall and I walked around the mall and I said did anyone tell you that there have been two shootings at that mall recently and he was astounded he's like it doesn't look like a mall where there would be shootings and I'm like no but there were and nowhere in Columbus is safe and that was sadly proven true again today 8 a.m., 4,600 block of Refugee Road, one person killed, uh, no identity released. We had a bunch of shootings over the weekend, 15-year-old boy, 17-year-old boy wounded. Uh, Those who uh, observe youth in our city say there are too many guns in their hands. And uh, we wait, we wait for Andrew Ginther and for Elaine Bryant and for Zach Klein to do something about it. Something productive about it would be nice. But nothing as of yet. This, however, is productive. The Ohio School Boards Association Board of Trustees has voted to end its affiliation with the National School Board Association. This stems from the uh, National School Board Association letter to Merrick Garland, which Merrick Garland, as the chief law enforcement officer of the United States of America, decided he wouldn't need to vet, investigate, verify, or even look into claims made in the letter that school boards all across the country were in physical danger from parents coming to school board meetings to oppose radical policies being pushed on their children. 
No, Merrick Garland just immediately sent out his uh, DOJ enforcers to intimidate parents into no longer bothering to go to school board meetings. It is the way of this Biden administration. Do something unconstitutional and dare people who believe in and are loyal to the Constitution to do something about it. It is what they did with the eviction moratorium. It is what they did with the announcement that companies of 100 or more employees would be subjected to a federal mandate to require the COVID-19 vaccine. And it is completely unconstitutional for the Department of Justice, a federal law enforcement agency, to delve into local law enforcement matters, which would, of course, incorporate any disturbances or incidents of violence at a local school board meeting, of which there were precious few. In fact, the signature such event was that of a Loudoun County, Virginia parent who was upset because his daughter had been raped in a school bathroom by a boy wearing a dress claiming he was a girl. And an activist at the school board meeting told the father that did not happen, and the superintendent at the school board meeting said they had no such record of any such assault. So this is all trumped-up, phony, baloney, unconstitutional overreach by the Biden administration. And thankfully, although we were not the first, we are the latest, along with the state of Missouri, to withdraw from the National School Board Association. The letter from the Ohio School Board Association protests the national group sending a letter to the Justice Department without asking any of its members, including its Ohio members, hey, how do you feel about this? Are you guys seeing at local school board meetings instances of provocation, intimidation, violence? If so, we're going to send this letter. Do you have any objection to it? You would think an umbrella organization over a bunch of other local school boards would actually want to have documented evidence of the behavior that it alleges before you would allege that behavior and make national news and prompt the Department of Justice to do something. But we now know, we now know for sure, that the National School Board Association wrote the letter because they had been talking to the Biden administration And we're not sure whether this was the idea of the National School Board Association or if the Biden administration put the bug in their ear. You know what? Why don't you write a letter to Merrick Garland and sign it from your membership? And then we'll have cover to go do what we want to do anyway. What we're going to do anyway without prompting because that's what we do. Unconstitutional things. Gestapo-like things. That's how we govern because the people that we govern are just too stupid to know what's good for them. An eviction moratorium, a COVID-19 vaccine, and sitting down and shutting up and letting us indoctrinate their children in their public schools. That is what's good for them. And so, if they don't understand that that is what's good for them, we will, under our boot with their neck, show them how much we care about them by crushing the air out of them. Well, the Ohio School Board Association... In its letter says, we believe strongly in the value of parental and community discussion at school board meetings, and we reject 
the labeling of parents as domestic terrorists. There is tremendous value in allowing and encouraging the public to have meaningful input into the decision-making process. That participation should not come at the expense of interfering with the board's ability to conduct its business or subjecting individual board members to threats of violence, abuse, or harassment. That said, dealing with such interference should be dealt with at the local level, not by federal officials. So this withdrawal from the National School Boards Association comes in the aftermath of the NSBA issuing a letter saying, yeah, that first letter, and we screwed that up. Sorry, bad letter on our part. Now, some things you can apologize for, but you cannot undo what you have done. And there's been a line from a great war movie, one of my favorite war movies, resonating in my head for a long time as I observe all these school board issues. And we're going to talk to another local candidate for school board. It was interesting. Last week we had Jennifer Foyt running for the Olentangy School Board on the show, and I got a couple calls that afternoon from friends of mine in the Olentangy District who did not know Jennifer and said, wow, that person you had on was really smart and really well-spoken, really thoughtful, really someone I'm going to vote for. I said, well, yeah, of course, I wouldn't have them on otherwise. And they said, well, you know, we kind of expected... Somebody who'd be an angry ranter, raver. Instead, what we got was somebody who, you know, the number one thing that came across, Bruce, was her passion and care for the kids and for the parents and for the teachers. See, they like to paint this as, oh, you parents, you're against teachers. You're against education. You're against kids. None of that is true. It's not true of Jennifer Foyd. It's not true of the fellow mom she's running with in Olentangy, Felisa Castle. It's not true of Diana Rigby in Dublin. It's not true of Erica Detweiler or Sonia Walker, who are my preferred candidates in the Jonathan Alder district, because all are moms and all are engaged, just like now the Ohio School Board Association, which brings me back to, and by the way, the person we're going to hear from today at noon is Liz Easton. She's running in the Upper Arlington district. We'll introduce you to Liz, and it all brings me back to this one line from one of my favorite war movies. It's the final line in the war movie, and I know I've cited it before. I'll cite it again. Look it up online. It's a genuine historical quote that actually happened in the aftermath of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor when the reports came back to the Japanese destroyers at sea of how many American aircraft carriers and planes they had destroyed amid the celebrating. The Supreme Commander of the Japanese forces said, I fear that all that we have done is awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. That was true then. It's true now of parents being engaged on school matters. Because the beauty of this fight is that the left is so beholden and bought and paid for by the teachers' unions, not by teachers, but by union leadership, that whether it's Terry McAuliffe, the Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia, or whether it's your 
many of them incumbent school board candidates in Olentangy, Dublin, Arlington, Jonathan Alder, and everywhere else. They can't find safe harbor to run from their radical positions because to do so would remove all their funding and all their support from the base of power that's put them in place. So they are left with nowhere to run. They are, in effect, people who have flourished in darkness but are now standing naked in the light of a sleeping giant being awakened and filled with a terrible resolve. That is the beauty of the Democrats overplaying their hand in the presidency, in the Senate, in the House, all the way down to the teachers' union and to your local school boards. Well, here's some breaking news from the Dispatch Editorial Board. They have endorsed Allison Russo in the 15th District Congressional race. Democrat Allison Russo over Republican Mike Carey. That is breaking news. Another breaking news. Uh, water is wet. Puppies are cute. Uh, you know where I'm going with all this, right? Oh, uh, John And John Wolfe is rolling over in his grave. Uh, because uh, the newspaper he used to own <laughs> has demonstrated once again its uh, clear bias toward uh, woke Democrats. Yes, the inmates are in charge of the asylum in uh, Ohio's greatest home newspaper, which is one of the weirdest labels I've ever seen put on a newspaper. Nobody knows what that means. The greatest home newspaper. Yes, so Allison Russo, uh, she who... Uh, is fond of using her adorable little daughter in her political commercials uh, for her own political gain, uh, is the choice over Mike Carey. Not surprised. I'll get into that a little bit later. As well as a woke editorial uh, about the Worthington School Board and how uh, critical race theory critics are part of a campaign against democracy. Really interesting. But first... I promised you that Josh Mandel would be in the crosshairs of the aforementioned uh, leftist media, and indeed he is. Now, let me make clear that I will never vote for Tim Ryan or any Democrat for senator of the state of Ohio. So whoever comes out of the Republican primary for Senate in May will be my candidate. Now, I will, of course, have at some point in time a favorite that I want to see because I think that particular candidate can best articulate the positions that I believe in as a conservative evangelical Republican. At this point in time, you would think, oh, conservative evangelical Republican, Josh Mandel must be your guy because he is proudly running his campaign through churches. And it was interesting yesterday, I got into a... uh, bit of a Twitter exchange with Cleveland Plain Dealer political writer Andrew J. Tobias. Now, I don't know Andrew J. Tobias, but I know very well the newspaper he works for because I worked there 18 years. And I worked in that city for five more years at another point. So pretty much half, more than half, of my professional life has been spent employed in Cuyahoga County. 
So I know the party up there. I know the inner machinations of how things work. And Andrew J. Tobias um, was mocking Josh Mandel on Twitter about Josh Mandel being Jewish and saying he's going to go to Washington, D.C. with the Bible in one hand and the Constitution in the other. The clear insinuation was, how can you be a Jew and have the Bible in your hand? Well, I don't know if Andrew J. Tobias has ever heard of a Messianic Jew, a Jewish person who believes that Jesus was the Messiah because they've looked at all the prophecies and they all fulfill the prophecies that prove he's the Messiah. And I don't know if Andrew J. Tobias has ever heard that Jews uh, treasure and live by the first five books of the Bible. But it seemed to me like he was saying, well, Josh Mandel was Jewish, so why could he have any use for the Bible? So this is what we're up confronting when we're confronting the leftist liberal media when they talk about political candidates. But let me say that I think Josh Mandel makes an unwise choice because it does him no favors and it does the Republican Party and evangelicals and conservatives like me less favors when he says things like, I believe the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. I don't know if the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. I do believe the election was purchased by Mark Zuckerberg. Because if you read the story in The Federalist about the amount of money that Zuckerberg sank into getting out the vote in Democratic areas of the country and how those areas overperformed previous years when they had an actual, you know, living, breathing presidential candidate like Barack Obama, who had charisma, not, you know, an oatmeal personality and wasn't cowering in his basement. The federal government spent $479.5 million in federal and state matching funds for COVID-19-related election expenses in 2020. Do you know how much two organizations funded by Zuckerberg spent? $420 million. So almost as much as the entire federal government spent. So that's what Zuckerberg spent. So when Josh Mandel says the election was stolen, I don't know if he's right or not, but it's a, but it's a fight that's overdone and no longer necessary to litigate. And it paints evangelicals and conservatives and Republicans as idiots. And it gets to the number one way that we can blow this midterm and blow the 2024 presidential election. And that is to make it at all about 2020. Because it's not about 2020. It's not about Trump, whether he won or lost. It's about Biden and about the future of America under Democratic rule. Josh Mandel doesn't add one more voter to his voter rolls when he says the election was stolen. Not one more. He, in fact, drives reasonable Republicans away who don't have any passion to vote for him because they think he's a crazy person. So that is why I think he's making an unwise choice and why he gives the Democrats fodder to criticize him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.